0: All right, all right, all right, Lead Heads. We are back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 291. Getting ever so close to our 300th episode, and you know that that one is going to be a huge episode. But just to kind of give you guys a teaser, we're going to kick things off this episode with a legend, and his name is J-Mac. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm here again, you're welcome.
0: Legend of the optics industry. Uh, as you guys know, when we have J-Mac on, we're going to be talking optics 101. Uh, but seriously, J-Mac has, has a friend that he's brought along with him, and uh, you guys are going to be really surprised about this.
1: J-Mac? Yeah, well, as a lifelong martial artist myself, lifelong shooter, I was more than pleased to meet this gentleman who is uh, also a lifelong martial artist and Loves shooting and hunting, I think, more than most people know, but uh, <laughs> his name's uh, Hoist Gracie, so thanks for coming
2: on, Hoist. How you doing, guys? Hey, Hoist, yeah, thank I, you I, so I, much. I love shooting. I love shooting. <laughs> That's so what I've, funny, I've heard,
0: uh, and I've seen you a, at a few of the events, like SHOT Show and, and some things like that, hanging around a little bit, so I kind of knew you were into the, the uh,
2: shooting sports. SHOT Show is awesome. It's <laughs> <like,
1: just> in- <laughs> <laughs> Marty, Surely? the first uh, call I got, I got an email from Hoyce, I don't know, a couple years ago. And uh, obviously I was pretty excited, but I noticed the little picture, you know, you have like a little profile picture for everything. Toys sends me an email, and this profile picture is him hanging out of a helicopter <laughs> with an AR. And I was like, I think I'm, you know, I didn't think I could have liked Toys any more than I already did. But <laughs> the hanging out of the helicopter picture just put me over the edge. Took it to, to a whole impression. new
2: level, huh? Yes. I get, I get so much heat for that picture, man. <laughs> Do you? In, Oh, my God, you promoting violence. What? <laughs> no, I am not promoting violence.
0: i mean you're an mma fighter for god's sakes
2: (laughs) even the mma fighter we're professional fighters we don't doesn't mean that we we get paid to fight on the cage why we're gonna fight in the street for free that's (laughs) what i tell guys you're gonna fight for free on the streets dude you get paid to it get paid
1: for that brother heck yeah so you're gonna get you're gonna be sore the next day you might as well have some some money for it
2: yeah
0: so this is a, a treat UFC legend hoist Gracie a uh, mixed martial artist uh, semi-retired I, I, have, have you officially
2: retired hoist man I've been retired for the last 10 years <laughs>
0: <laughs> they keep
2: bringing me back in you just can't get away from it
0: which is not a bad thing but you're uh you're touring around the United States and the world now
2: teaching yes I'm all over the world right now I'm in Galveston. Doing a to Galveston, Texas. to all over Texas, Oklahoma, um, um, Louisiana, then to Colorado and New York.
0: You're, you're all over the place, and I understand you're you're eventually going to make your way up to Tennessee sometime. So we got to definitely get that set up to to find out where that's going to be. We'll hook up.
2: That's going to be doing deer season.
0: <laughs> oh, that'll be perfect, man. Smart man. We, we Smart could do man. some. <laughs> we could do some hunting. So. Hoist, uh, tell us a little bit uh, about how you got into the hunting and shooting sports.
2: Shooting, I actually um, got in, really into it when I came to America. And we had a student that was a DA. And he, every Sunday, he would take my brother and I to go shoot in the range. That's when I got into it. Hunting, on the beginning, yes, my father was against killing animals. But then I was like, okay, father, you're against killing animals, but we do eat the animals, (laughs) the fish, the chicken, meat. So what's the point? Oh, he always says it's karma when you kill the animals. Mm -hmm. I understand if you kill for the fun of it, but I don't kill for the fun of it. I take the height, the horns, the meat, everything gets, nothing goes to waste and whatever we don't eat. The coyotes who eat the vultures, it goes back into the land.
0: Absolutely. So nothing.
2: So Circle people don't understand life. that. People think that, oh, you go hunting just for the fun of it. You shoot, you kill the poor Bambi. No, I don't kill for the fun. I just, I kill because I want to eat. If I don't eat, if I don't, not going to do anything with it, why should I kill? That's a good point. I don't, I don't even kill for trophies. Yeah. If it's a big deer and got a big horns, I'll take the horns. But not just trophy i just want the head on my wall no don't i want to take everything just every circle of life man
0: so where do you like to go hunting the most where's your favorite place to hunt
2: um oregon's pretty good Uh i got elk there about three years ago that was a pretty good trip um tennessee got some good deer
0: we got some great deer in tennessee <laughs> Texas, Texas. You do a little hog Texas hunting
2: in Texas, deer, hog. Yep. So I
0: understand that you got a new scope. I understand that you're rocking the the on optics. They're one to eight by 28, and you've got the hunting version of that scope. Is that right?
2: Yes, I got a new 300 blackout. Ah, um, nice. So I got to mount that on it. I'm just waiting for my rings to arrive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> on the way, buddy.
0: Those ever-elusive <laughs> rings, scope rings. Well,
1: the 1-day, the it's a 34-millimeter tube, unlike a whole lot of 1-2 power scopes. So it is a little harder to find rings. So we, we got him hooked up with a, a nice new set of rings. And he neglects to say that he, he took good care of his son, too. His son likes to shoot, yep. and he won his recent fight. And so they have some matching some matching rifles, uh, matching scopes. So. I I bet Dad will outshoot him though. That they won't be matching well, when they hit the range. We'll see.
2: With with a, with a rifle, I think he can take me.
1: With a yeah. handgun,
2: I'll take him. Yes.
1: <laughs> Good deal. You're well rounded. If if it goes down, the two of you together is the perfect team. There.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: now you said you just got a three hundred blackout. I just uh, I just built one myself. I did a, a little home home build. I like to throw an occasional rifle together here and there. And uh, I really like the 300 blackout. It's one of my most favorite rounds. How long have you been shooting the 300?
2: I just shot it. Um, uh, was it Florida in um, about three, four months? Four months ago. Okay. I was in Florida, so I shot it for the first time. I was like, man, I like this round. It's light. Yes. But it's heavy. So yeah.
0: that's what I like about I- it. It's heavy hitting, but uh, as far as the recoil and the shooting, it's really smooth.
2: Very light, yes. So I just, uh, that's when I got a couple of those one for me, one for my son.
0: Now, did you get a custom made 300 blackout? Uh, What kind of did you get a certain manufacturer?
2: Armor had to make a custom made one for California compliance.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. So you're living out there in California. California.
2: So I live in California. So it's like, gotta be all decked out for California. Really? Armor Light was like, we don't even make rifles for california but they made a special one just for us very nice nice.
0: i'd like to see that one if uh if you get an opportunity to shoot j-max some pics and share them with me that'd be awesome if you could do that
1: yeah i got got a couple pics of it he got the tour of the the Armalite facility as well so it looked like a pretty fun day for hoist and and to get a 300 blackout uh, oh heck yeah another funny story he he likes that 300 blackout, you know, and it's bigger, right? So you can hunt with that bear, different things, pig. Yep. It's great for great for so hog hunting. Yeah. I said, "Have you ever heard of the 50 Beowulf?" And he said, "Is that a caliber?" <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I sent him a picture of the 50 Beowulf next yeah. to the 556, and he just sends these like a picture of big wide eyes, and he just says, "I need one." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, it's <laughs> well, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun." <laughs> hey, that's a
2: that big thing, bullet right there.
1: That thing will like knock down a door. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that'll take down a, a Humvee.
2: <laughs> but um, yeah. Question: When I how do I take care of the scope? There is such a thing. Just, it, no, you know. I just normally put it on and just go shooting. Don't know much about how to take care of it. If I need to do anything special, absolutely. And well, that just
0: so happens to be the topic of uh, this episode's optics 101 on one class. We're going to get into maintenance and and cleaning of your Uh, Scope, but I understand that you probably want to learn how to use that scope that you've got. And we've got JMAC here, the expert that can definitely walk you through that. JMAC.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're excited. And and hoist the, the problem is that scope is so good. You you probably don't ever have to do anything to it. And it will shoot, and it will shoot just fine. You can drop it, you can ding it around, it can get dusty and dirty. But for the best results, we, we sent out with, with that one, like we do every scope. Some lens covers, they're just little caps that flip over the lens. And the uh, uh, easy thing to do is just keep those flipped down whenever you're not using the scope. And that helps to maintain uh, the lenses because we go through great lengths to put uh, some coatings on those lenses that let light in. They make it perfectly clear. So you don't want smudge marks from your fingers on there. You don't want dust and dirt in there uh, because you have some incredible light gathering opportunities but if you do get dust and dirt in there and a lot of people get grease on their fingers from their weapon and their firearms and then they'll touch the they'll touch the lens not even knowing it so there'll be a greasy fingerprint on there but every uh, right on scope comes with a, a microfiber cloth so just every now and then hoist just take that black right on cloth that came with the scope yes uh, and you just clean that uh you clean that uh lens both the front and the back lens you just clean them wipe them down uh it's good to make sure uh, like i said that those caps are down whenever possible cuz that helps something that you can get in trouble doing is if there's if there's like sand or grit on there you don't want to wipe that around cuz you'll scratch it so you have to look on there and if you see some chunks and honestly there's a lot of fancy ways to do it and there's brushes and and special cans of air and whatnot honestly You could, if you'll just blow into the end of that, that scope and, and blow all the large debris out of there, then you can clean it with a nice cloth and you'll, you'll have a great scope. It's, it's waterproof. Uh, so you never have to worry about once you get it in the water. Other than that, I mean, keep it tight. You fish. (laughs) Do what? Yeah. Uh, We, we make it pretty easy. Scopes have come a long, long way. So with very minimal maintenance and we can get deeper into it, uh, as we go, as we go on. But yeah. for you hoist, man, just keep it, keep those lenses clean and make sure your mounts are tight. You know, if you shoot a whole bunch, your, your scope can get loose inside of the rings
2: mm-hmm.
1: and slide around. So every now and then you just make sure your rings are nice and tight. You keep your caps on and you're, you're good to go. That thing's going to last you literally a lifetime. So That's... you're going to get a lot of fun out of it.
2: Nice.
0: So, JMac, um, this is a new scope to him. He he probably wants to know the fe- the features. Now, I know you've got to go, um, Hoist. So, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, but before you go, let's let mac fill you in all the features of that one to eight uh, hunting version. We've talked about the tactical yes. version. I've been rocking the tactical version of that scope. I absolutely love it, and I'm running that on uh, my five five six. Uh, but I'm going to get the hunting one, and I'm going to get it for my 300 blackout that we were talking about. So, tell us about the features of that, JMac, so he can uh, yeah and, he can utilize it that, to the max. That,
1: absolutely, that tactical scope has been widely popular. But the more I shoot this hunting scope, we were I was out with the CEO of Right On, and we were shooting a 6-5 Creedmoor, and uh, we had the hunting version on there. And 100, 200 yards was like it's just easy money. I Actually, like the hunting version better. For that so, yeah, this scope is kind of been shadowed by the first focal plane, fancy reticle, and the other one. But this is an incredible scope. Uh, some of the features that you don't know you have yet, hoist are uh-huh. most scopes, like we talked about, are a 30 millimeter uh, in that uh, magnification range, so you're going to get a whole lot more light into your scope, which is nice. Most of them are, are closer to a, a 24. Uh, objective on the end, the end towards the barrel, and you have a 28 millimeter. So everything's just bigger, bigger and better. That's more light, ends <laughs> tougher, more durable, I mean, he is in Texas,
0: you know, so it fits in perfect with Texas.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, man, hog hunting, hog hunting can be a, a rough and tumble game, man. So you got you got to have everything, you got to have everything working just right. Something else that's really nice about it is uh, eye relief when you're hunting, especially like pigs is a good example. Because if you mount the scope too close to your eye and you're running around or jumping out of something and, and trying to shoot a truck real quick or a, a truck, trying to shoot a, a pig real quick, you know, that scope will, the recoil will push it back into your eye and that's a bad day. That ruins the hunting trip. So these have a full four inches of eye relief. So that the scope should be about four inches away from your eye. And then we've talked a little bit at the shot shows and just in passing about the the magnification particularly hoist can use a an optic and knows exactly how that goes but we talked about what the magnification means too so yours on one power hoist there's there's no magnification when you have it on one it's just it's just the same as if you were looking if you were looking downrange and then each number that you go up to it brings the target that much closer so one power is like your eyeballs Two power it means the target is twice it, the target looks like it's twice as close. So with that one day you can have a target that seems eight times as close as the naked eye, which has some really obvious implications because you can reach out and touch something with that scope.
2: Now on the, the eight power. on the hunting maybe version I'll, is Tennessee when I come. I come. Go ahead. Maybe I'll bring it to Tennessee when I come.
0: Yes, I do bring it. We'll go. We'll go yep. shoot together. Uh, there's a There's a range up here. It's called Royal Range USA, and uh, that we can go out there. We can uh, do a little side by side shooting. Uh, and then if you've got time, maybe you know, you give me enough notice. We'll try to work out a hunt or something.
2: Sounds
1: good. You know how to uh, you're, you're gonna make <laughs> friends <laughs> with whites if you're not careful of talking that hunt stuff. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, that's kind
0: of yeah. what we do in Tennessee. So,
2: um, absolutely. Go. I have to jump in a car and drive to Deer Park. Got to go teach over there this, this afternoon. Um, but we'll talk more, Jeremy. Yes,
1: yeah, anytime.
2: Hoist, thank you so
1: yes. much
0: for taking the time to be on. Real thank quick, if you yes. would, give out your uh, website, social media, where our listeners can go and catch up with the latest on what's going on with Hoist Gracie.
2: The, my website is hoistgracie.com You can get all my schedule, where I'm going to be and what I'm teaching the world. And then with the, the places that you can learn Jiu-Jitsu. And then we have uh, Twitter, Instagram is Real hoist at RioHoyce, so that you can...
0: They can find you at, at that on all the social medias.
2: At RioHoyce, yes. Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, forget it. There's a thousand fake Facebooks out there. <laughs> to try to pretend to be me and... Oh,
1: yeah. gosh. So, <laughs> I... I- I said to comment on something on Facebook like a year ago, and I said, I tried to be friends with you, but you have too many friends and won't let me. So, going on.
2: But there's about, there's about a hundred uh, fake ones. Oh, yeah. False ones. So, yeah. Well, Hoist, thank,
0: thank you so much. I'd love to have you back on when you've got more time. We can talk hunting and shooting, uh, go into some yeah. details about that. I mean, I'd love to hear about your, your MMA uh, as well. Um, we talk a little bit of everything here, fitness and sports and, and shooting. So you're always welcome
2: back boys. Thank you. I appreciate it, sir.
0: All right. Talk to you soon. And, thanks. uh, J Mac, make sure you, we get contact info because like I said, I want to set you up to do some classes here in Tennessee. Cause I didn't see it on your schedule. So let's make sure we hard book that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks All right, guys. Bye bye. Very cool.
0: All right. So that was awesome. Uh, completely caught me off guard having hoist gracie on the talking lead podcast and that's all due to our good buddy j mac so thank you for that j mac my pleasure uh, i know he didn't have a lot of time uh, we're definitely going to try and get hoist back on and uh get him on the full show and i think he would be a good person to do the jack wagon train with one week to get his take on some of these jack wagons
1: he does and you know he's got a lot from brazil because the gun laws are changing in brazil he's actually friends with the the president, <laughs> and so they're trying to get things straightened out over there. He's got some cool info.
0: Nice. Uh, and speaking of jack wagons, it is time for the jack wagon train. So, Gunny, bring it in.
1: do or die. Hold them high at eight tonight. It is
0: time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week. So brace yourself, baby. All right. So this is probably going to be no surprise to everybody. Um, this is hitting the news everywhere you look right now and it's the Remington. Um, so it's, it's the, the courts have ruled that Remington can be sued over the new town shooting basically. So, and there's J Mac and I were talking about this um, off air, but I'm going to read this. This is from AP and this comes from uh, Jason Edgar. He's the first uh, lead head to send this in to me. So uh, Jason says the agenda continues This is like blaming a beer for a drunk driver. There are many to add to the jack wagon list on this. But hear what the lawyer had to say. And this is Joshua Koskoff, a lawyer for the plaintiffs, has said the Bushmaster rifle and other AR-15 style rifles were designed as military killing machines and should never have been sold to the public. He accuses Remington of targeting younger At-risk males through militaristic marketing and astute product placement in violent first-person shooter games. The family's goal has always been to shed light on Remington's calculated and profit-driven strategy to expand the AR-15 market and court high-risk users. All at the expense of Americans' safety, Koskoff said Thursday. Today's decision is a critical step toward achieving that goal. So, um, that's opening up a whole can of worms there. That's it putting is. every gun manufacturer, every gun accessory manufacturer that's opening everyone up to this to be able to be sued now. Um, so, let's read this AP article. Uh, Hartford, Hartford, Connecticut. Gunmaker Remington can be sued over how it marketed the rifle used to kill 20 children and six educators at Sandy Hook Elementary School in 2012. A divided Connecticut Supreme Court ruled Thursday. Gun control advocates touted the ruling as providing a possible roadmap for victims of other mass shootings to circumvent a long-criticized federal law that shields gun manufacturers from liability in most cases when their products are used in crime. Gun rights supporters bashed the decision as judicial activism and overreach. In a 4-3 decision, justices reinstated a wrongful death lawsuit against Remington and overturned the ruling of a lower court judge who said the entire lawsuit was prohibited by the 2005 federal law. The majority said that while most of the lawsuit's claims were barred by the federal law, Remington could still be sued for alleged wrongful marketing under Connecticut law. So under Connecticut law, so this might be a state, uh, state-to-state specific, uh, applicable kind mm-hmm. of lawsuit thing. The regulation of advertising that threatens the public's health, safety, and morals has long been considered a core exercise of the state's police powers. Justice Richard Palmer Palmer wrote for the majority, adding he didn't believe Congress envisioned complete immunity for gun makers. Several lawsuits over mass shootings in other states have been rejected because of the federal law. Uh, and this, this goes on and on and on and on. Uh says, Remington, based in Madison, North Carolina, has denied wrongful doings and previously insisted it can't be sued because of the 2005 law called the Prosecution of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act, a Remington spokesperson said Thursday. We have no timeline for any comments to be made on the subject. Um... One of their spokespeople said a see, James Votts, a lawyer for Remington has cited 2005 federal law and previously said the Bushmaster rifle is a legal firearm used by millions of people for hunting, self-defense and target shooting. So yes, it is. It absolutely is. And the fact that it was designed by military for military use is irrelevant. You know, it has, it has nothing to do with uh, civilians being able to use own, and operate uh, the style and that's what it says, style rifles. Uh, they these are not um fully automatic AR-15s being sold, even though it is legal for a citizen to own a fully automatic firearm, you know, under the right background checks and, and licensing, and whatnot. There's laws that people have to follow uh follow to be able to own those. So yeah, I think this is this is pretty ludicrous, but they're they're actually targeting the marketing. So I think they're finding the loophole in this, uh, 2005 federal law that, that protects gun manufacturers, you know, from being sued over acts just like Sandy Hook. Mm -hmm. So they've, you know, they've found a different way to go about this and they're going at it through the marketing. Now they're saying that through video games that they've marketed, uh, to these, to these kids. What are your thoughts on this, J Mac?
1: Man, you know, I'm almost like tempted to like plead the fifth because I'm kind of all over the place because, you know, like we talked off air a little bit about the marketing done with cigarettes in the past.
0: Yeah, like Philip Morris was, uh, you know, it uncovered that they were actually targeting children and in their marketing statements and missions, you know, it stated that that's what they were doing purposely (laughs) and that's why they got in such big trouble.
1: Right. And so like, there's a part of me that understands that, but like at the end of the day, not ride ons or anybody else's, Jeremiah Alexander's philosophy is our kids are our responsibility and we should let them know that walking into places and shooting people or doing drugs is a, is a negative, is a bad thing. And so I, I think that the fault, you know, for, for things like this lay with the person that does it. And and with those people, you know, that helped raise that person, but not not the marketing. You know, I I don't know. I don't feel like it's right to put sanctions on how you're allowed to to market things. That being said, if you're going to write up a plan that says we want to talk underage kids into doing drugs, then yeah, <laughs> in that case, you should probably be prosecuted. This is a this is a real tough a real tough situation, but I, I like. Like many people have said, it really opens up the door to, because I could, I could point out how anything markets to anything, drinking, anything, you know what I mean? And like, well, how about kids that skateboard on stairs, like the, that break their neck later, Mm -hmm. you know, those cool skateboarding videos they put out, are they trying to talk kids into skateboarding down a handrail and therefore when they get hurt, it's so it's, it's murky waters, but I think we have to get out of the murky waters personally and, and start taking care of our own and take responsibility for our, for our actions and our children. And then it doesn't matter what the marketing is. It doesn't matter what you say. Uh, That's my, that's Jeremiah's personal take on it.
0: Well, and I think at some point they do have a responsibility as to, as to their marketing, you know, and how they go about doing that Uh, for what they're citing here through, you know, the video games. And I can't remember what the other thing was that they're, uh, they're saying, but um, I mean, the video games—it's just like like you—the alcohol. Let's use the alcohol as an example. You know, uh, sports—the the beer companies are huge into sponsoring and, and advertising, you know, Super Bowls and and things like that. Um, who you know, kids are the majority of people who watch that. Kids are the majority of the people who idolize those those sports figures. You know, and uh, mm. I I just. I just can't, but they're not all. They're not the only people that are doing that. You know, there's, there's all ages that, that partake in sports. There's all ages that partake in video games also, you know, and a lot of these, uh, video games have the parental, uh, ratings on them now, like movies. You know, I think they got that past to where they have to rate video games now. So I think you've hit it spot on where, you know, you gotta, you gotta police your own kids and what you don't want them to be exposed to and what you want them to be exposed to that's your responsibility it's not the government it's not you know me if i'm a a company manufacturing and you know i put a an ad on a tv show that just so happens kids are going to watch also but the majority is going to be older people you know i just i just don't see it um i think they're you know again they're looking for a loophole here they're looking for a way to get in to be able to do damage to our firearms industry, uh, mm-hmm. and they're still hanging on to this Sandy Hook shooting. You know, um, I just
1: when well, I can't figure out why
0: or this Newtown, yeah, Sandy Hook, Newtown, yeah, Newtown,
1: new t- yeah. People feel like they have to be on one side or the other with these with these topics, and I mean we we have a government that leans that way. We need our officials, you know, who we elect to start to be people that can. You know, and I know there's a whole lot that goes into this, so forgive me for any of my ignorance, but yeah. We we need some middle ground. Marketing intentionally to little kids is wrong. But products. blaming other people for your kids' shortcomings is wrong. So there's some middle yeah. ground that needs to go. Like everyone probably needs to be held a little more accountable than they are. But it's not it's not this side or that side, you know. What I mean, there's more to it than that.
0: Right. Absolutely. But th- what this is gonna do is this allows the can of worms to get Opened up and examined even closer. So, what Mm -hmm. it, what it, by allowing this lawsuit to go forward, you know, it's, it's allowing the opportunity for discovery that might unearth, you know, those documents that I was talking about that maybe Remington has those, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, in house documents, classified documents that states that. Uh, I'm hoping not, (laughs) you know, uh, I'm very well hoping not, Um, but it's opened up that can of worms and it could go that way.
1: Well, I think you've got the right approach, which is, you know, I'm obviously a, a gun-loving American, military-loving American, but um, I, I like the idea of some accountability and some training and some, you know, things like that too. So just because you love guns doesn't mean you have to hate anything that's against guns. You just have to be smart about about what it means and and read up and learn your facts. Like, I mean, exactly. I didn't I didn't know all the facts on this case when. If you just read the Facebook headlines. Right. And that's what they're um, wanting
0: you to, to think is because of, uh, you know, that shooting, Remington's going to be held accountable for the guy doing the shooting. And mm-hmm. we don't even know if that guy, I mean, maybe they do, what kind of advertising he was exposed to, if any. So we don't even know if that even had a bearing on which we know it didn't because the guy was mentally disturbed. And, you know, that was, that was where the... That's kind of where well, you know a lot of these shootings happening you know, it comes down to that bridging that gap between the firearms industry and the mental health industry and
1: uh, it is that's you've heard a lot of high class or you know high kind of profile people saying profile people. we don't have a, a gun problem in America we have a mental health pro- problem yeah. um, and so and I, and I would have to stand to agree we well we do have a gun I, I problem know, even-
0: We have a lack of education uh, on firearm firearm safety you know, the proper use of what firearms are used for our constitution, our second amendment, it's a lack of education on what that means. And that's why we have all these people, these ignorant people out there that try and they just jump on these bandwagons of trying to, to take our
1: our rights uh, away. Yeah. We need, we need people in there that, uh, that know about hunting, that know about firearms and, and can, can advocate both ways. You know, we, we always taught our kids they all of our children have shot guns and uh one of my six children's is real big into guns and it's one of my daughters Mm -hmm. and we if they were if they were into it they were into it if they were not then they were not going to be surprised by a firearm and they were going to know how to work it and keep it safe and you know gosh don't point your muzzle at anything you don't want to shoot don't touch the trigger you know what i'm saying You could you could knock it down to three safety rules that you could cycle through that would pretty much take care of almost any situation. It doesn't have to be difficult.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know,
1: and, and the,
0: another thing, you know, that's what we do on this podcast. You know, that's what talking lead is all about. It's about educating the uneducated. You know, and that's what we do do on this show. So if you've got a friend, a family member, somebody who's kind of on the fence, uh, you know, we I think that we do on this show a really good job in in not condemning people or chastising people or talking down to people who don't understand or might be ignorant of the facts, you know, the real life scenarios. So send them over and listen to the show. You know, I think at least they'll get a different perspective, you know, one that's not so judgmental uh, as, as some of the, you know, right wing news sources do. So I
1: think that's what podcasts, I think podcasts are changing the game because, you know, CNN isn't, isn't funding you and therefore isn't asking you to, to say this their thing agenda, or that thing. And, right. and, yeah, and I don't just mean CNN. I just mean there's no no one but but well, I can tell
0: you I'm not getting a paycheck from Marty's CNN. Agenda. I'm not getting a paycheck from Fox. I'm not getting a paycheck from yeah, so from anybody other than people that I use their products from and, and feel 100%. let what's
1: changed the game with regards to how information is spread. You know, now people can just be honest and share their opinions and not be influenced by any kind of social organization, so... I yeah. think it's big. I think podcasts are huge, so I commend you for what you're doing.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, another goal of this show is to show the diversity of this community. I mean, look, we just had a, a, a world-class, you know, legend of UFC, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, Hoist Gracie on the show. And Hoist is a hunter, a firearms advocate. You know, you don't see that tie-in with MMA. You know, there's no firearms advertising on uh, ufc or mma uh probably because they they don't allow it kind of like nascar nascar bans Mm -hmm. you know any sort of firearm sponsorship or anything uh i mean that that run that run that i had on the camping world series i actually got the talking lead logo on one of those trucks uh for a season (laughs) yeah um you know, so I just kind of squeaked through the cracks on that one, but they made me modify some things on my logo. I had to take the bullets out, I had to take the bullet holes really? you know, off the logo. Yeah. Um, certain things like that, but I did sneak the bullet microphone in. Oh, uh, it
1: snuck it in on them.
0: Yeah. Cause they didn't really catch that until it was too late. So, <laughs>
1: but nice,
0: but I mean, we have musicians on the show. We have, um, uh, entertainers, actors. Uh, all kinds of personalities, just to show that every walk of life, somehow, some way, you know, they enjoy their Second Amendment rights. Uh, black, white, Hispanic, um, Muslim, Christian, uh, atheist, you know, you know, all walks of life, children, men, women, uh, everyone. I mean, likes their firearms rights. So we don't we don't discriminate. You know, we're the most welcoming, open. Um, what do you, what do you call us? Uh, the firearms world firearms community. Thank you. Community. Communities probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the most welcoming community there is a the most diverse community. There is uh, gays, you know, homosexuals, uh, LGBT, you know, we welcome everyone. We don't, we don't deny anyone their second amendment rights and we welcome them to, to talk about it and share their stories and, um, their love of the, of the, uh, the outdoors industry, the firearms industry. So I'm off my soapbox now, but uh, you guys need to know that that is going on, uh, and it could be huge because, like I said, it just opens up that can of worms for them to delve into even deeper. Uh, even though I think Remington's probably going to prevail in this, I hope they do, um, but they need our support.
1: Hey, you know, people just people just need to make informed decisions. That's it. Just. Right acclimate yourself to the to the facts.
0: And don't just take one source. Don't just take my word for it. Go out and research the left side, the right side. Um, you know, both sides. You want to hear what both sides have to say about it and then form your own opinion opinion and, you know, critically think it through.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you my some of the best advice I ever got was my grandfather told me when I was a small kid, he said, Well, son, there's There's three sides to the truth. There's, or to the story. There's your side, my side, and there's the truth. Yeah. And I have found that to be true. There's a little bit of truth here. There's a little bit of truth there. But often neither side has the complete truth. So you have to gather it up and, and, you know, make that informed decision.
0: Yeah, exactly. And speaking of informed decisions, uh, we want to give our listeners on this episode uh, the ability to to decide to properly clean their scopes and maintain their scopes, Jeremiah.
1: <laughs> yes, please. And we, do.
0: we talked a little bit about it with hoist but let's kind of go through uh, a more detailed uh, explanation and and course, because this is optics one-on-one, you know, it is a, a course, a class that our lead sign up for. And uh, where would you start? I think, I think the proper thing to do is like you said, you know, anytime you're getting ready to go out, go hunt is check your, optic, take your lens cover off. Hopefully you've got lens covers for the, uh, the front and rear, uh, open those up and just kind of blow, gently blow and don't do a, a spit spray blow because <laughs> then you're going to get, you know,
1: then, then liquid you some loogie, on the end.
0: loogie on there and then you're going to have to do even more cleaning, but, uh, usually just a light blow, uh, would do that. And you mentioned, and I didn't think you were supposed to do this, but you mentioned that there are some air cans that you can use
1: also. There's some lower pressure stuff you don't want to use like a computer one, yeah. Because you'll scratch, you'll scratch it just like if there's dirt. But I would, I would honestly back up to the unboxing of your scope. Okay, um, let's
0: do that. You know, you're I, the expert. You you start us off.
1: Yeah, I tell people, you know, wh- wherever you get your scope from, unbox that scope, inspect it right away. You know, turn all your knobs. You take all the covers off, up and down. Look at the lenses. You know, rotate the turrets around. Don't Check go through the all the work and ammunition. Yeah, run run everything that turns and moves on there. If it's illuminated, it it.
0: try that out. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. And then and then take a good look at the lenses. They should look perfect. You know, there should be no smudges, no imperfections whatsoever. Um, start start there and and you can save yourself a little trouble. And then, you know, the mounting process. I've actually seen a few people uh, dent their Uh, their main body of their scope by using the wrong size rings Mm. which you know is not a great way to maintain your rifle scope it did still work (laughs) but i don't suggest it (laughs) yeah so you you can actually break it you can there's actually a method of reaming out rings you know when you start getting into the super high-end shooting they will take those rings and make sure that there's no no burrs or any imperfections inside of the rings so that they can't influence the scope in any way or poke it or 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 push on it. So, you know, just start, start at the bottom, work your way up, mount it properly. Look at the torque, look at all the torque settings mm-hmm. once you get it in there. And then, yes, I highly, highly recommend uh the lens caps, the lens covers. So in any right on scope that you buy, will have front and rear
0: lens covers.
1: Those are your babies. Like take care of those. Don't treat them bad.
0: Don't lose them.
1: They're that. that's a,
0: I do that a lot
1: compared to the cost of a scope. Um, it, the lens covers are, are nominal. It's, that's an easy thing to replace. Right. So you should, uh, let, let that do the work for you, but yeah. And honestly, people get real crazy and in-depth, but like we were talking about with hoist, you know, our scopes are great. They're going to, they're going to stand the elements and the weather. So the main thing I, I tell people, and this is what I do too. I just, like I said, you can, you can get real crazy with this, but for most of us, yeah, just blow any large chunks of dirt or anything out of there. You know, just make sure there's no chunks and then use the cloth that you have. Ideally, you start in the middle and you just make circles till you get to the outside. Keep your fingerprints off of there, things like that. Another thing you can check is if you're hunting or have a tactical scope that has capped, capped uh, turrets on it, mm-hmm. there should be an O-ring, a plastic O-ring inside there that helps maintain the waterproof seal. On those. So make sure you haven't squished that or you don't make sure you don't. I've seen people where you, I, I say people, I've done it before where the, the O ring was cockeyed. And so I just like ground it into the threads. Like when I threw the cap on real quick. Oh, yeah. And just like, you know, just ground that O ring. So make sure it hasn't fallen out. Make sure it's in there. And then with those cap turrets, you know, make sure you take them off every now and then, even if you don't make those adjustments and same thing, blow. Blow in there and make sure not there's no large chunks of any. And the reason there, you want to check that is
0: you want to, you want to check for rust. You want to make sure there's no yeah. rust in there because it could happen if those, especially if those yeah. O rings are busted.
1: Yeah. Rust, debris, you know, if you get any kind of debris in there, that's a mechanical device. So debris of almost any size inside of your, your turret mechanisms is going to be, is going to be a no no. The. The other thing you can do if you're so inclined is, you know, all of our right-on optics are zero resettable meaning you can
2: you can dial that
1: turret and and zero your scope at 100, 200, 1000 whatever it is you do and then you p- unscrew the turret, pull it off, turn it to the zero and then you screw it back down.
0: Uh and then you're back to zero. Being that you
1: can do that, it means we can t- we can take off our turrets. So, uh not a terrible idea every so often to go ahead and just take that turret off. Don't do it right before you go hunting. Don't do it right before your PRS match. No. <laughs> but, um, you know, before you're going to go to the range, you know, and, and do some practice or whatever, take that thing off. If you're getting and ready to side
0: it in for a new, you know, new side in, then that'd be a good yeah. time to do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just a good time to kind of inspect and, and look at it. And other than that, these modern scopes, uh, any, any decent scope is – is fairly waterproof. Um, the temperature ratings are incredible. We got a guy that's freezing one. He so he does a box test, uh-huh. and then he freezes it in the freezer, uh-huh. and then he throws it in the pool to thaw. Oh, which I mean that's okay. the the reason you do that is because you know there's expansion and contraction so with cracks. the freezing and thawing process. So if you're doing it inside of a body of water, it is really going to. Uh, accentuate any problems that could be had, and then he goes and he does the box test again, and I'll I'll let that review come out uh, and let everyone see it. But man, you know what I mean? So I you're did, never gonna I you're did, never gonna do that.
0: I did a test with the uh, the red dot where I uh, froze it, put it in the freezer, and then I heated up. and Oh, uh, I didn't put it like in the oven to bake, but I heated up the oven and then I set it in there Let it thaw out. Just to yeah, just to let it thaw out. Again, that rapid expansion kind of thing, you know, kind of deal. Uh, and then I left it outside. This is when it was cold. It was like 30-something degrees or 28 degrees or something here. Left it out overnight, brought it back in. Just check, checked it each time to make sure the red dot would come on. It came on, worked fine. Um, and then I froze it again after that, let it sit at room temperature, then I put it back in the freezer, pulled it out. I did this like over a three-day period just to mm-hmm. test, you know, just to test the, the – the battery and the red dot and make sure everything worked properly and um i was pleased with the results i didn't have any issues with it after that you know yeah did you, I, mean, I didn't throw it in the pool once, though i haven't done that <laughs>
1: who's, who's even gonna be if, if your scope has frozen then so have you <laughs>
0: Right.
1: <Yeah>. so <laughs> the scope will be at least your problem when i so when i did that it'll take that
0: yeah when i did those tests you know obviously it's fogging up and it's this and that and i'm taking it in and out and I got stuff on the lens, you know, so I had to clean that and I just used the microbial, um, towel and it. That's all I needed for that. But there yeah. are, there are and other all- tools that you guys can use that are, that are out there available. You've got the towels, which most manufacturers will include. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's those, those lens brushes, brushes, it's got yep. the real soft bristles on there. You know, that's real good for getting in like the the crevices, the nooks and the crannies. Uh, that maybe you can't get on and do a light dusting. And then usually they come kind of like in a pen and you've got a the brush on one side and you've got like a, what is that little, is it a cloth on the other end?
1: Yeah, it's just a little, it's more, that's even made for like bifocals or something. You know, it's for precise cleaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great, it's a great tool. Yeah. And uh, and, and again, I want to just encourage people to, if you'll just do basic care of your scope, you don't you really don't even have to go through the trouble of, buying these fine tuned brushes and whatnot. I'm all about it. I love to shoot precision and everything starts to matter. So I do take really good care of our stuff, but, uh, just, you know, use common sense and, uh, these cleaning, uh, and keep it
0: clean. These cleaning tools aren't expensive at all. They're uh, not, you can They're find really them not. pretty much any, you know, anywhere that sells uh, hunting equipment and things like that. Um, another thing that you want to make sure that you check, and this is if you've got, um, a, an optic that runs on batteries, is you want to check that battery housing area also because, again, you were talking about the O-ring. Sometimes those O-rings get bad, uh, and you'll get moisture in there. But you want to check those terminals for your battery and make sure you don't have any rust or you know fogging up of those terminals so you get good connection with your batteries. And make sure your batteries aren't leaking, you know, the battery acid. You know, that'll definitely screw up your, your, uh, your workings for your illumination on, at the very least. Um, yes,
1: and... And again, that just falls into that realm of anything that can be unscrewed or moved. Mm-hmm. unscrew it, you know, move it every now and then take a peek at it. Even like you mentioned, the red dots, uh, and especially the micro red dot that comes with three different mounts. Um, that's one more you know point of impact that things can get loose. and so if your if your red dots rattling around on the mount. longer that's not going to be good for for the mount for the dot for your groupings so just make sure things are tight and snug you know and again refer to the to the manuals for you know inch pounds as far as all that goes and man i don't know i i have had scopes since i would i have had scopes now i have a scope that's 20 years old and no one is going to claim that i'm real finicky about uh about how i do anything and so i feel like if i can keep a scope and torture it that long than, uh, (laughs) than anyone can. So, and it just, they, you know,
0: they just take a little maintenance, you know, just a little maintenance here and there, just like, you know, you clean your gun, you probably clean your gun 10 times more than you've even thought about cleaning your, your optic, but your optic still needs some care. So it's not something that you want to overlook. And some things that you don't want to do is you don't want to use your shirt to wipe your lens off because your shirt, I mean, who knows what all... Dirt and grime and grease you've got on your shirt. Uh, if you're cleaning your your gun, you don't want to use the same rag or anything you've used to clean your gun with. So you want to keep you you want to keep your lens free of oil. Um, the only liquids you want to put on there are certified lens cleaners. Uh, Modern Spartan Systems makes a great uh, lens cleaner that you guys uh, can use. There's probably some other ones as well, um, but that's the one I've been using for the past eight yeah, they're years.
1: Yeah, there's stuff I uh. I am not a, a sponsor. I'm not sponsored or, or paid to say it, but their stuff I think is incredible. Their accuracy oil, their their lug oil, the, uh, the destroyer. compound, Yeah, their compounds for cleaning optics. They they have some kits that I highly suggest that are just um, three or four things in there, basically to, to lube and accurize and and keep your optics clean. That's great, yeah. great, great products. And it's just That's what I personally use.
0: Crystal Clear is the name of the. Uh the lens cleaners that they have?
1: I've used it before, um, like showing off uh, my weapon, whether it be at like a shot show event or a big event. I'll take that big Ritter I have with our 4-32, and I use that same um, spray to clean my scope, mm-hmm. like just to touch it up because it gets greasy for my hands and different things. And I'll, uh, yeah, it works great for the body of the scope too. I don't, it's, it's not suggested for that, but I, I can't see that it would hurt it in any way. And it's just a nice way to to keep your things nice and nice and pretty you know I I'm a big proponent of that I think you if you buy things that you like then you take care of them when you take care of them you learn to understand them better you mm. you're quicker to notice things I that's why ride on scopes are so sexy we want you to love them take care of them <laughs>
0: they're so sexy <laughs> so um I think we've pretty much covered everything I mean the the don'ts are pretty I mean, it's common sense kind of stuff. Uh, it's don't use your, you know, your shirts, your sleeves, your snotty handkerchiefs, um, your bandanas, you know, anything like that. And then you don't want to spray these cleaners directly on it either because that might get in there and it could over time maybe uh, hurt those seals that you've got on there. Uh, what about like Q tips or, um, what do they call uh, Kleenexes? I don't, typically, I, um, I don't typically use Kleenex because they they seem to leave a lot of I don't want to say it's dust, but the little fibers from those
1: pieces. Yeah, I don't suggest them for anything uh, on the gun, honestly, because a Q-tip has the same way of unraveling. Yeah. And leaving. And if you're cleaning, like like a a possible use for a Q-tip on a scope is like cleaning the edges of your of your lens. So. The problem with that is, is there are um, there's channels and grooves in there, mm-hmm. and it's really easy
0: that cotton can get caught in to there to get caught in there. Yeah, get caught and
1: in there. so, yeah, I um, I'm not a proponent of. I clean my ears with them, and I'm not supposed to, but I don't <laughs> clean my weapons
0: with them. <laughs> my uncle uh, is a doctor, and he always said, "Don't stick anything smaller than your elbow in your ear." <laughs> that's,
1: what, that's probably good advice. Is what he
0: always told me. Uh, but yeah, I I use Q-tips. Religiously, uh, in my ear.
1: I um, some some cool things you can do are just to take. Um, I will take sometimes a Q-tip and use like a cleaning patch, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll I'll put the patch around the the end of the Q-tip and hold it. That's a good. Just so uh, that I can direct the patch into places, but then I don't I don't I'm not left with the chance of you know pieces. I'm less likely to have pieces of sure. stuff come off. So there those yeah. ways to ways to do it for sure. And then if you the wetter that is. If you if you intend to use it to clean your, your action or something, which I don't recommend, but if you do, make sure that it's it's got some solvent or or oil on it, because then it's less likely to uh, to come apart. If yeah. that makes sense. And then yeah, tissues are just terrible.
0: So you and I talked about this a little bit off air too before the show, and it's uh, you know we were just talking about your turret care, and you want to check those, and um, you know you want to make sure they're dry on the inside. Now, I've had I have heard of people putting like a wax uh, on their their um the grooves the turret grooves, but you don't yes, recommend that. Are.
1: Yeah, I I don't recommend putting anything, adding anything to your turrets. Um, I do see the usefulness of a, a barrier there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is I don't know what each individual person is going to choose as that barrier and how they're going to apply it, so I can't recommend it. Yeah because I, I can't you know what I mean I right. can't understand what they're gonna do and how they're gonna do it. I will say that the the right on linoscopes, they, they seal up very nicely. So again, if you'll you know and, and if you're worried about moisture in your turrets, you can really quite simply just you know let it turn that rifle upside down or on its side and just leave the cap off, take the turret off and let it sit and let it uh, let it dry out. you know what I mean? Pat anything yeah. dry, and then just let it naturally air dry out and tighten it back up and and you should be good to go if you have any problems with o-rings or caps or something you can give us a call too and we'll uh take care of you on that but what i always yeah, do after a, your enemy.
0: like an early morning hunt you know when i'm the dew sets in and the dew gets on there or i you know i'm in a in the rain or whatever after i'm done you know that's one of the first things that i do you know I'll clean the gun and dry it off and uh, make sure the moisture's off my rifle, but also I take all the turrets off. I take the, the lens covers off uh, and I just dry everything out and I lay it out, you know, in a non-humid area and let it, let it dry out. And then I'll take yeah, you know that's, one of those microfibers and just kind of rub the inside of those turrets too. When I'm done before I put them on, that's really yeah, all I do. Just give
1: it a once over and check it out. A lot of people, that do. I did two things that gave me goosebumps thinking about going on an early morning hunt. <laughs> but yeah, it does. It does get everywhere um, when you're out hunting, and it's good to even take a microcloth with you when you're out shooting, mm-hmm. or you'll use your shirt. You'll definitely use your shirt if you don't have anything else. Yeah, you don't so want to do that. Find a way to to add that into your. Because I've your I've been kit. laying in the bushes and had my the whole front lens uh, wet, and I I use my shirt because I don't have anything else. Yeah. Well, and depending on,
0: right. depending on where you're hunting, you know, some of that tall, you know, weed or grass or whatever, you know, they've got little seeds that get up in there too. If your lens uh, cap is open mm-hmm. and you just use that little brush that we're talking about, that'll get, that's good for getting those out or blowing. You know, a lot of times just the. Yeah. Blowing. Good.
1: A good, good old fashioned. Good old fashioned
0: blow. I mean, who don't like a good yeah, blow? I'm not
1: sure how to word that without sounding <laughs> <terms. laughs> <Just> of <gotta> Yeah. <pause. laughs> <laughs> Who don't like a good But, uh, but yeah, you know, but I, that's
0: that's kind of all I got, you know. For for Scout yeah, Is there Anything I, you else know, I you wish think I had?
1: I wish I had more, but the truth is, you it's know, pretty easy. Anything, uh, anything with regards to this can be done real simple and and cleanly. It doesn't have to be uh, crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just just take care of your optic. You know, care about it. And yeah. again, anything that moves, check it out. Make sure it's tight. Make sure that's it's moving. Make sure it's. Not dirty, not wet, and those lens caps are your friend. Other than that, man, have fun. There you go.
0: So, guys, if you've got additional questions, if there's something you think of that maybe we didn't cover, shoot us an email, talkinglet at gmail dot com, and uh, put Optics One Hundred One uh, in the in the subject, and uh, be happy to address those. If you have questions directly for Jeremiah, you can send them to
1: uh, Jay Alexander. At rideonusa.com. And I do get quite a few questions, so I'm happy to don't... I don't know if anybody's, like, worried about bothering me or whatnot, but answering questions is a big part of what I do, so send away.
0: There you go. And, of course, make sure you guys go and visit RideOnOptics. Uh, is that the new website? Is it Ride On Optics? You guys got a new website? Yes, sir. It's just... Recently. You updated your we
1: website. We did. We've, we've up, we just updated it. Yeah, it just needed to be fine-tuned a little bit, and we had new products to to add to it but it's literally just dot com. right on optics.com and, you and can, if you mm-hmm. if you have the old website it was like right on usa it'll still take you it'll still forward it to our site but yeah i catch myself site, still saying, saying that manuals. sometimes <laughs> me too i have i have shirts that say it and uh it's catchy, so, man. Uh, I like it. Right on you. It side. is, but right um, on. We Optics, have added a bunch of manuals onto the website that needed to be there. So
0: yeah, you can go and get some out. online manuals.
1: I will tell you, there's a lot of crazy things, some really innovative stuff, some new stuff on the way. Uh, Give I can't us a hint. Release. I can't release any details yet.
0: Are we closer to, to our rangefinder?
1: Um, yes, we're closer to many, many of the things that <laughs> okay. people have been asking for. And um, I have been told you guys will be the platform for announcing nice. the new. So yeah, we've we've listened. We are you know? the show for exclusive. We've listened. Yep, and we've listened the uh, to the public, and you know whether it be radicals or magnification ranges or you know uh, different optics for observation and things. Where we're doing everything we can to provide uh, what the people want at the best price possible. So I'm excited. It, it's hard for me to keep quiet.
0: Well, well, hopefully sooner than later, we'll be able to talk about, uh, talk about all that. But in the meantime, you guys go check out, they've got a full line of, uh, scopes and all the price ranges and even their mod sevens are, you're going to find that they're really affordable, uh, compared to, uh, the competition out there. So their binoculars, they've got a very nice set of binoculars uh, the red dots are really nice great great red dots they've got them for your uh, rifle red dots and they've got that micro red dot as well uh for maybe your pist your uh, not your pistols but your your AR pistols Work great for your AR pistols i got them on a couple of my AR pistol builds got them on the AK47 now Jeremiah uh, nice i got one of those occam that flash
1: def- mount micro dot
0: yep got one of those uh occam defense rear tower sights post and uh Got it mounted nice. and got the, um, uh, the, the micro, the right on micro red dot on there. And it, I'm loving it.
1: Yeah. Those are, those are nice. And, you know, we have some Turkey hunters that have been using those. Uh, they just flush mount it to the shotgun and yeah. And it works great for Turkey and things like that too. So
0: I need to do that. I need to mount that on my shotgun too. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah. It's funny. I, I've messed around with it a little bit. a uh, shooting skeet, but then someone got upset that I was doing good and it, Decided it was because of my optics, so I had to take it off. Oh, <laughs> wah. I was like, oh, sorry. Poor bait. I got a good teacher. But then you the took it off, and you still shot
0: just as good, right? You...
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't change you anything said... for me other than I was upset.
0: And you said, "Suck it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said, and
1: I said, "Charlie, Mike, Precision. If you want to get some training <laughs> <laughs> next month, we are doing the long shot." Uh, trying to break the world record again so
0: yeah that is coming up so uh we'll keep you guys posted on that hopefully talking level will be able to be there we're still working on uh, some some things with that iron out some details to try to get us there but one way or the other we'll get charlie on and we'll talk about it we'll get j mac on and uh, and talk about it if we aren't able to
1: he's a fun guy and i enjoy learning from him he's as good as they come
0: but yeah, you guys go show right on some love, and I guess our code's still good there, right? The uh, the leadhead discount code.
1: Absolutely, yes, sir.
0: So you guys, uh, you go to their website, pick up some awesome optics, uh, use that leadhead discount code. The official optics of talking lead is right on optics, r i t o n optics dot com. And uh, Jeremiah. Modern Yourself? Spartan Systems, another another sponsor of the Talking Lead podcast. I'm sure, you guys go and check them out. Uh, we were talking about some of their products today. They've got the lens cleaner, the Crystal Clear, uh, the Spartan Accuracy Oil, which it really works. I mean, we've got a, mm-hmm. uh, a prolific sniper. I was going to say Navy. He's a Navy. He's a Navy Seal. Navy Seal sniper. Charlie Melton uses it. Uh, he yep. attests that it it does. It will make your rifle. Your gun, more accurate. So take I've it for what it's I've seen it
1: happen personally. I've seen point of impact um, make a difference with the accuracy oil. So, and yeah, Brad with performance who builds the guns for Charlie. He's, he's the one that's, that knows that stuff inside and out. So whatever he uses, I use kind of deal. He's that guy, right. you know,
0: and he's using the, and he swears by it. Modern sports of accuracy yeah. oil. And I use it yeah. too. So, but just like I said, don't take my word for it, you know, We've we've got other sources. You'll ask around and you're going to hear the same thing. X-Steel Targets. X-Steel Targets. Uh, As you're getting that accuracy and you're shooting out and you're reaching out, X-Steel Targets, AR-500 Steel Targets, are perfect for just that instant gratification of knowing you hit the target, that big team. And they're going to be out there for Charlie's shot. Uh, Martin Sparks will be there. right on to be there. X-Steel will be there, providing some some targets that Charlie's going to be shooting at. Check mm-hmm. them out. Some Egg- special
1: special yep. Charlie Mountain targets.
0: Yep, ExsteelTargets dot com and Keltec. I would love to get you hooked up with some of Keltec stuff, J Mac. The Bullpup. Modules. I would
1: love to have some of it. Too. <laughs>
0: they they have uh, amazing the RDB and the RFB. That's their three oh eight and their five five six bullpup rifles. Uh, yeah. amazing to shoot those. Things. Very accurate. Uh, they will definitely reach out.
1: Is there a leadhead discount code for that? We don't have a
0: discount code set up for for them. They don't sell their weapons directly. Uh, you right. guys go to your local gun shop. Uh, gun to there, but Keltec weapons are surprisingly very affordable. Uh, yeah, when
1: you compare them. Comparatively so speaking, the yes.
0: The quality that you're getting out of those rifles uh, are amazing. They're sub 2000. They're, uh, they're uh, pistol caliber carbine that they've got nine millimeter 40 folds in half. Have you seen that? I have not. Those are amazing. They've had them for years now. They're on their gen two of the sub 2000. I've got one behind me. You can't see it. I don't have my camera on, but there's one back there. Uh, perfect truck guns, hiking, camping, uh, just folds up perfect, fits under your seat and your backpack. And they they take Glock mags, so your standard Glock 17 mags and and up. So you can use that big 30, uh, 31 round, or however many rounds it is, 32 round. uh, And then the aftermarket ones that are supposed to fit Glocks, they'll fit in the sub 2000. Keltechweapons.com, check them out. Pioneer Arms Corps, Jeremiah, they're the sponsors of our AK Corner, which was the episode prior to this. So if you guys didn't get an opportunity to listen to the AK Corner, go back. We had James Yeager on good buddy James Yeager from Tactical Response. Uh, it was a very fun interview with him. Uh, one of uh, our more lighthearted ones. It was a good time. Enjoyed going up to Camden and uh, visit him at Tactical Response. Uh, Pioneer Arms Corps, the, the makers of the Talking Lead Help-Up, which we uh, have given away nine of those so far, Jeremiah. Nice. Nine. cool. Nine AK-47s. We've got Three more, nine, 10, 11, 12. Yep. Three more to go in our 12 part series of the AK Corner.
1: I love it. I need to get in on that AK action. So, Occam's got oh, pretty yeah, nice stuff. 1775
0: that they've come out with. It's beautiful. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to getting mine soon. He says it's getting nearer and nearer. I'll have that out. Uh, and it's then, hear about it. Buck Knives. Guys, make sure you go check out Buck Knives. Everybody loves Buck Knives. Uh, You've know, you heard about them from your granddad, your dad. Uh, They're a piece of Americana. Uh, But they do more than just the pocket knives, Jeremiah. They've got hunting knives. They've got tactical knives. uh, They've got a full assortment of knives and scissors and cutlery. Go check out Buck Knives. And then Streamlight, uh, they're providing our EDC Pocket Dump Rewards Program that we've been doing with Buck Knives, Streamlight, and FLEOA. I don't know if you're familiar with that program, Jeremiah, but we've been giving away um, to our listeners that go out and do a selfie with their local police department, fire department, first responders, and let them know how much they appreciate their service. Uh, we've been picking leadheads at random. Uh, we pick five leadheads,
1: civilian listeners. Where do you, uh, where do you post it at? What's that? Where? How do you go about posting it, and what do you tag and whatnot to... Noticed,
0: so what we've been doing is uh, we've just been asking them to go out, take a selfie, be polite about it, let them know you appreciate their service, and then post that selfie on Instagram, Facebook, you know, social media, and then tag talking lead, streamlight, buck knives, fleoa, uh, and then okay. use those hashtags as well and use hashtag EDC pocket or EDCPD. We made it simple, EDCPD, okay, and then we just randomly go through and, and pick a winner. We picked five civilians and we've given all the civilians out. All the civilian ones have, have been given out. We've got one more L E to give out, Jeremiah.
1: Well I got to I don't think I'm probably qualified to win, but I'm posting a picture anyway. I I took a picture okay. with our our local police officer. I just wanted to give him some recognition, so I'll I'll post it. These guys are these guys are awesome. And you know, I I have friends that are you know, like Charlie that have been over and and done some crazy stuff, and they have the utmost respect for police because they—they're never done. They're never in a safe, okay place. No, you know they're always get up every morning, a- and available, and, yeah. and, and and always doing the job. So you know, our, and it's our not just—it's
0: not just le. It's fire department, uh, first responders. You know, any of our first responders—they all qualify. Uh, but since you're going to go ahead and post that, Jeremiah and we've got one to give away one one last one to give away and i promised we'd give another one out this episode uh let's give it to your your guy what's his name yeah
1: uh brad miller is his name
0: brad miller okay so brad, brad miller, miller make sure that he subscribes to our podcast and listens to it i'm i'm going to just okay. take take his word that he's going to do that um
1: you will and you have you
0: made that post? Did you make the post?
1: I have not yet. I, I have the picture right now. I'm like, I'm about to post it. I need to stop and listen. because I <laughs> Make
0: the post. Make the post right now as we're talking. Okay. So that I'll way when the leadheads hear this, they'll know that they can go look and they can verify that you did it as well. Yep. And uh, we're going to give that to, he says his name is Brad? Brad Miller. Yes, sir. Brad Miller. Congratulations, Brad. You're going to get a Buck Knives Blue Line pocket knife. You're going to get a Streamlight Protac flashlight, and you're going to get a Battlefield Watch, a Defy Battlefield Watch, provided by FLEOA, a good buddy, Bill Hampstead, over at the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. Uh, so you're going to get our last EDC Pocket Dump Rewards Program Package. So congratulations. Thanks. Nice. And that'll wrap that up. Very cool. And we can move He's, on to he our... He deserves
1: interview. it, so I'm excited. I'm posting it as we speak.
0: Okay. Very good. I trust you. I know it'll get done. Yes, sir. So so there you go, Lead Heads. Uh, we will have another giveaway coming up soon, and we'll have all the details on what you need to do to, to be eligible and what all it's going to be. Uh, Jeremiah, we've got the 300th episode, 10 more episodes from now. Ooh. So, So coming up pretty quick, and we're trying to put together something big to celebrate. So maybe I should we can, have saved
1: Hoist for that three hundred episode. I'm gonna to have to top it now. How am I gonna do that?
0: Well, see, that's what I was saying. You know, we're kind of kicking it off early with Hoist, so that's kind of a buildup yeah. of what we're doing. So, absolutely. I mean, maybe he might be back on again. Who knows? He
1: he he definitely would. He's uh, and I just want to reiterate with Hoist that he means what he says. Like Hoist will not. He's. I've had people offer him hunts, but he doesn't want to eat that animal. So he won't. He just won't hunt it. Yeah. Like he just doesn't, he his morals are 100% straight. He doesn't shoot anything that he doesn't intend to not just eat, but fully utilize.
0: Right. Well, and we've got uh, places, I really respect that about him. We've got places here in Tennessee that you can donate that meat to, to feed the hungry, the homeless. The homeless. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It I did won't, that in Texas with some pigs. Yeah, it won't go to waste. Definitely. And and I got a big freezer too. So and I could. There I could you go. Use, You're like, I, okay. I need more meat. So.
1: <laughs> You're like, I'll keep it if they don't want it. Well, even
0: if we just go out and shoot targets, you know, we'll get some X steel targets and go out and shoot some AR five hundred steel targets and have a good time. But it'd just be cool to go out and shoot with a guy, you know. It just it'd be really yeah. sweet. Thank you. But yeah, so that's it. Uh, with that, I want to give a big shout out to Mission First Tactical. Uh, thanks to to Hodor Dave over there, Mission First. Uh, you know, I was talking about my three hundred blackout that I had uh, had done. He sent me some furniture for that. So I got a hand guard, got a grip, got one of their minimalist butt stocks, and I got one of their new magazines. They're making magazines now over at MFT, and mm-hmm. their 556223 really works good with the 300 blackout round. Uh, it, it feeds really well. I've not had any problems uh, with that uh, as far as it goes for feeding. You know, some of, some of those magazines don't really run the 300 blackout as well. I mean, they'll still run it, but uh, sometimes you'll get hiccups with some of those other mags. Yeah. Their magazine seems to work really well with 300 blackout. So make sure you guys go show Mission uh, First Tactical some love. I'm working on getting a discount code set up with them also. Don't have anything set up yet. Uh, but I did make an announcement on the last episode that we've got a, a discount code set up with another uh, light company. Uh, it's uh, ASP-USA, and it's a 20% discount. For you lead heads, and that code is it is LED 20 L E A D 20. And you're going to get 20% off any regular priced flashlight, flashlight case accessory, and battery mm-hmm. power accessories. And uh, I could told you guys, I'm in the process of trying out uh, several different brands of dual fuel flashlights, and they were kind enough to send me. Uh, a few of theirs I've got three different ones that I'm trying out of theirs right now and uh, so far so good they're working they're working really good and some of the features on them uh, we're going to have him on and we'll talk about uh, ASP and they do more than flashlights they do a lot of law enforcement gear uh, and equipment the batons they're real famous for the baton
1: yeah so I'll give you a public service announcement that you might delete after I say it okay <laughs> what is it? But we had a we had a guy there's a a, like a YouTuber, Instagram gentleman that does reviews. And he said, hey, you know, tag anybody you want me to review their stuff. And it was everybody. We got a whole bunch of of tags. And so we'll probably use this person. But I was looking through all the tags because I was like, maybe I could find some cool stuff. And I saw something called a flashlight, And I thought, that's cool. Did you what say flesh? Like flesh? Yeah, like flesh. Yeah, well, it's a masturbation yeah, for, for a <laughs> man. yeah. and uh I, I like had to go tell my wife i was like just so you know <laughs> if, if you happen to pick up my phone and see the history i thought it was like a cool tactical flashlight but i was incorrect i was, I was incorrect on that uh, the office got a good laugh at me i was like don't look up flashlight i'll tell you right now that's ain't worth funny it. but yeah oops that's what you get Hilfless. We also should ask the lead heads you know what um, you know what are our next steps for for our office class uh, like what we can do optics shooting anything related like what what do they want to hear see you know because we we've, we've run over the one I think of the 101 at this point point. I'd love to, to get more advanced with reading and, and dialing and, and anything anything they want
0: okay so let's let's take those guys let's- Send us uh, your suggestions, talking about and we'll go to the, you know, we'll graduate to the next level of optics, and we'll start getting a little more advanced. Because, I mean, that's Put natural it. progression, right? That's kind of where we're at right now. So.
1: Yeah, and we can
2: always answer questions along the way. Very good. We'll
1: definitely
0: do that. All right, guys, that does it for another episode of the Talking Web Podcast. Uh, all those sponsors that I just mentioned, make sure you go and show them the love. Without them, the show would not be possible for you guys each and every week. Free of charge, by the way. You don't get charged for it. You actually make money with the uh, discount codes and giveaways that we do on this podcast. So... There's no better podcast than the Talking Lead Podcast. If there is, you let me know. (laughs) You let me know if there's a podcast out there doing more than Talking Lead does. I'll be surprised. Not going to happen. So uh, until next episode, as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer. And keep those optics clean, man. Mm -hmm. Clean and maintained. Take care of your shit. Just like your daddy
1: told you. I'm telling you that's what you growing up. As simple as that. Take care of stuff. And uh, take care of your kids so they don't do crazy stuff and think things that are okay are not okay. Or vice versa. And take care of your office. All that and more. Yes, sir. <laughs>